This is the Polycom Power Selling Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jeremy Shear, and I'm speaking with Josh Baird, VP of Enterprise Sales West. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jeremy. Good to be here. So you did a webinar on closing because it's obviously an important topic and because closing is not easy. It, it doesn't just happen, right? You need to make it happen. So what, what makes closing such a challenge for a lot of salespeople? That's a good question. Um, you know, I think in some situations, people, you know, I think there's a big factor around earning the right to close. And a lot of times they're not comfortable, one, asking that tough question, or two, they haven't established a relationship strong enough yet with the customer to really be able to go ask for it. So um, a lot of times it enables you, when you do ask for, go for the close, it enables you to really understand how legit this opportunity is and, um, and really if it's going to happen. So um, I just think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a comfort level. The theme of, of your talk really was earning the right to close. So maybe the, the challenge isn't so much the closing itself necessarily, but earning that right throughout that process exactly. is really what takes the hard work and the sweat and the dedication, right? Exactly. There's a lot of times that I'll tell reps, you've earned the right to ask for this business. Um, and they, they don't even know that, right? They have, they have, you know, so a lot of times once you earn that right, that takes time, that takes work, that takes working through tough times. Um, that's your relationship with the customer. But once you earn that right, closing is much easier. I want to round back to that in a second. But first, what's the most common mistake you see when it comes to closing? I guess one of the most common mistakes is sometimes they haven't qualified the opportunity completely. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going into, you know, I use an example of an account I was in a month ago. And we, we went into, to, we were planning on going in and asking for some business and getting creative on the, on the close to uh, warehouse some gear and get aggressive on the discount, all those factors. And we hadn't completely qualified the opportunity, meaning that they actually didn't need that gear for a year, meaning that they had uh, two more approval cycles to get done to make that happen. So the opportunity wasn't qualified. And I think that's one of the biggest things. The other thing, too, is in our business, we sell through the channel. And sometimes we're behind the channel, which is okay at times, right? Meaning the channel is really driving the sale. And when we're behind the channel, it's hard for us to sometimes creatively uh, work to that close. So I think those are two of the biggest um, mistakes sometimes that are made. So like I said, the, really, this is the main theme of your presentation, earning the right to close. And I want to unpack that and really kind of drill down because it, it's so central to what you were talking about. So first, what can happen when you try to close without having earned that right? One, you hurt your relationship even more, right? You come across, you know, we're, we're strategic, high-end enterprise sellers. And if you don't, um, if you haven't earned that right, you're going to come across as one, all you think about is the order and that's all you're focused on with the customer. You're just a salesperson and not a strategic advisor. And you're not going to, they're, they're not going to look at you and have the respect for you that you need. So you've got to earn that right. You know, I always use the example is you can't in meeting number two, walk in and say, Hey, how's that order looking? Are we going to get that next week? Right. And if they're going to be like, who are you? You haven't earned your, you know, you haven't earned the right to ask that question. So it can really damage you long-term in the account. And I assume it can make it much less likely that you actually will close that deal ever. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So 
what what does it take to earn the right to close? I mean, you mentioned before building a relationship. So that's clearly part of it. Is that the main thing? Are there other components? And if it is really about the relationship, I mean, I guess that can be different in every situation, right? Depending on who you're dealing with. But let's let's break that down a little bit. I mean, within building that relationship, how do yeah, you strategically I mean, kind of structure it so that it's moving toward a closing moment? Well, so I think, you know, part of earning the right is, yes, relationship is key, right? Once you develop that relationship and how you develop relationship, there's a, a few factors that go into that, right? It's, it's being there with a the customer when they're going through tough times, right? When they're having quality issues or uh, issues with the, and you're needing to bring support in. It's educating the customer on market trends and what's going on. It's bringing the customer up to speed on the current product portfolio and the, and the roadmap that's going on with it, right? It's being that strategic advisor to the customer. That's going to, one, develop your relationship. They're going to look at you in a way as a strategic advisor. When they're looking at their collaboration needs, they're going to say, hey, I want to go to you know Joe Smith to get this done, right? And then once you've established that, once you have that relationship over time, um, you've got credibility and you've earned the right to say, hey, now that we've gotten to this, let me use one of these techniques that you and I are going to talk about in a minute, right, to get this done, right? And so um, you've got to build that relationship up to earn the right. Okay. And, and clearly that's something that takes time and effort. It's not something that's just going to happen right away. Yeah, it does take time. Now, there's situations, right, when you're in, where sometimes there's transactional sales that take place, right, where hey, you may be with the first time with a customer who's a consistently buying customer and you may be able to get a little bit more tactical in nature and get, get a deal done and get it across the line quicker than you know months, years of... of but for the most part, you've got to develop... Um, you've got, it's going to take time. You know, a, a lot of what you're, you're talking about now and what you talked about in the webinar reminded me of a book that I read not that long ago by the sales coach, um, Anthony Inarino. It's a book called The Lost Art of Closing. And its its basic premise is that closing can actually be the easiest part of selling, but only if during the sales process you've gotten what Inarino calls commitments from the prospect, meaning, and there are 10 in all, like a commitment for time, a commitment to explore the opportunity, commitment to change, and, and so on. And the way to get those commitments is to offer value at every stage of the selling process. And to me, this sounds kind of similar to what you're talking about with earning the right to close. Do you agree? Does that sound similar? Very much. Very much agree. And, and we'll talk in a minute about a technique called what I call the checklist close. And I think mm -hmm. the checklist close is very similar to what you just talked about, right? And that's checking the box on every stage of the sales cycle that needs to be done. And when you've checked that box and provided value in those in there, it's very simple that the order just happens or you're just asking for it and saying, I've met every single one of these objectives. Now, how do we get this done? That sort of thing. Yeah. You know, in, in fact, I was going to ask you specifically about that checklist technique because I, I actually think I sort of misunderstood it, but, but that makes more sense now. Can you give, and you did this in, in the webinar, but can you give a real life example of how that checklist technique actually works in practice? Yeah, so I think on the webinar, you heard Ed Long, one of our sellers in um, Austin, Texas, talk a little bit about um, an opportunity at Randolph Brooks. And uh, Ed formalized it a little bit more in basically saying, as, as he started the process of the sales cycle with the customer in basically everything that needed to be done with the customer. Okay, so Mr. Customer A, we need to, we need to get you some gear on site. 
B, you need to check that and you're going to do a proof of concept with that beer. Once we do that, you know, you've got to go through the approval cycles to do this, this, and this. Once we do that, we'll finalize the, the pricing. Now, early on, he basically says, hey, Mr. Customer, once we meet all the, the goals of this, we'll be able to get this order done. And they say, yes, we will. And then two months down the road, you've checked every box, boom, 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 boom. Then it's very easy to back and go say, hey, Mr. Customer, we checked all these boxes. You committed to get this done. Now we get this done. And for the Randolph Brooks deal, it, it happened very simple. And they said, yep, here we go. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. But it really puts it back on them. You said, you committed this to me two months ago. And these were the goals that we had to meet. Now it's your turn to deliver and get the order done. Okay, right. That's a really good example, right? So you get that commitment early on. and then Exactly. That's the key. You get them to buy off on the checklist. Hey, if we meet every one of these boxes and complete everything about this, will we have this order on June 30th? And they say yes. And they tell you that on February 2nd, right? And then boom, boom, boom. You work through the checklist the entire time. And then you go back and say, here we are. So um, now, obviously, certain things happen in budgets and things change. But for the most part, that's what you're trying to do. You're putting it back on them that said, you said you do this. Now let's get it done. Okay. And, and and one thing that seems really valuable about that technique is just it's very kind of methodical and you're not leaving anything to chance so that, you know, you don't get to the end. And like, you you know, you gave that example where, where you didn't qualify quite enough. You, you think you're there and you get to the end only to learn, oh, no, there are these three other things that have to happen first. Or it turns out there are two other decision makers that are now going to enter the situation and you have to, you know, kind of start all over again, right? So with this technique, yeah. you can you can ideally avoid those things. Yeah, and then there's there's a I call I think there's a formal checklist close, and I also think there's a casual checklist close. The formal one is like Ed Long talked about in documenting this and putting it together. The casual checklist close is you're talking with your customer and saying, "Hey, I know we need to get this done in the next 30 days. Uh, I'm going to get you some gear on site. You're going to check that. We'll finalize." you know, kind of a, an incentive to get this done in the next 30 days. If I can get all those things done, can you make this happen? And that's just a, you know what I mean? That's what I kind of call more the, ca- yeah. the casual close as opposed to you can, like Ed did, he formalized it in a document, in a PowerPoint and said, here's what we're doing. This is what we're going to do. Here's the plan and boom. So there's, there's kind of two approaches to it. And I would assume that the approach that you use just depends on the situation. You kind of read the situation, the person you're dealing with, and one may be more appropriate than another. Yeah, and I think also, you know, at the size of the deal may may affect that too, mm-hmm. right? If you're mm-hmm. if you're in a more transactional 50, 100k deal, it may be easier to do that casual. If you're working on a large multi-million dollar project, you really want to check every box. Yeah. So, now in your presentation, you went over 10 closing techniques and we're not going to try to review them all here because they would just take too long, but but there's one more, at least one more that I wanted to talk about, and that was the shared interest technique, where you have a champion in an account who's really invested in your product and is sort of personally invested in helping you win the deal, right, for various reasons. So that's obviously a very good thing to have, but it's predicated on having a champion at an account, right? So how do you, let's say you don't have a champion in an account, how, how could you go about developing one? Yeah, I mean, so that you know, it, it, that goes back goes back to our earlier conversation, right, on earning the right to close, right, to get to the shared interest close, which I think is a great one because at that point, that person wants that order as much as you do, and they're at, you know, I think you heard me talk about them updating us on orders, right, and that you know, they they want that the PO is almost there, Josh. That that's just that's Nirvana, right? As I said, from a sales standpoint, right, especially in your large accounts, you always want to be high in the count and you always want to have a champion, right, and so. 
Um, that, that, again, goes back to a lot of those factors that we talked about earlier in earning the right to close. Developing your rapport and your relationship with the customer. Delivering for the customer, i.e. delivering quality products, i.e. delivering education on the market. All those factors increase your relationship with the account, but it also enables you to get that relationship with the champion, right? And as you understand the different people within the account, and I understand that uh, I use, I think I, we, I think we talked about the shared inference, select comfort, and we even talked about Juniper. So for Juniper, I understand that Pete is the IT collaboration. I know that Pete, you know, I know that Pete is measured based on finishing the room collaboration project, and he is measured in part of his compensation by getting that done by this date, right? Okay, that's a key, right? Then I know that, and I'm going to help get to him, help him be successful, right? So as you start to learn what your champion um, thrives on from a both professional and a personal standpoint, that helps you drive that kind of shared interest close from that standpoint. So part of it is simple blocking and tackling and developing the rapport and the relationship with your champion. Then as you have that relationship, and you can ask what, you know, you understand their interest to get this deal done. Okay. And, and which provides you opportunities to add value at those crucial junctures that can de- develop yeah, that exactly. relationship and get those commitments. And then by the time you're ready to close, you're, 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 the prospect is primed to say, yeah, let's do this. Exactly. Exactly. That's the key. Mm-hmm. If you can bring value to them, if you can bring value to your champion, whether that's in price, whether that's in quality, whether that's in services, whether that's in success, all those factors are going to make everything much easier. So again, you, you listed these 10 techniques. There's a lot to choose from. How could a rep go about sort of you know deciding which to use? Is it something that you typically say, okay, I'm going to go with this technique and then have it, you know, sort of ready to go. And you go to a counter, does it, is it more like it reveals itself more naturally than that? It reveals itself. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of situations where you're going to use multiple techniques. And I think that's something, something to be candid with you, Jeremy, that I learned while I was putting this presentation together, that we're going to pivot from time to time. And so example being, you're going to go in, you're going to walk in, you know, so we, we'll, I'll use an example. The, the, we use the Foley Lardner um, example on the call, uh, a law firm down, in, uh, down in, in Milwaukee, and we leveraged the high level, right? And so we got somebody involved at a high level with the CIO, which was, was a reach out, just to reach out. Hey, I want to check in. I know you guys are working on some projects with Polycom. I want to see if my team is meeting their, your needs. Is there anything I can do to help? I sent that note. CIO came back and she said, yeah, I'd love to sit down and talk. So we went and sit down and talked. I then pivoted from the high level. That was the high level intro to the uh, inventory close. And I learned, hey, I know you guys are trying to get these phones rolled out in the summer. I'm very anxious about a VVX 501 in inventory. I don't know if we're going to be able to meet your, meet your needs. Okay, there's the inventory close. She said, well, we're doing this timing. Then I pivoted next to the pricing council. And I said, well, we've got, you know, we're working on some special projects with VVX 501s. I'm, I'm, I'm able to nominate three accounts. Would you be interested? She said, yes, we'd love to take advantage of it. We priced it accordingly and boom, you know, so there I use inventory, pricing council and high level close all three in one to get a half a million dollar order done. So I think though they reveal themselves and I think every, you know, there's some little nuggets, you know, um, uh, from each one that people can, can steal. 
Um, but I think naturally as people, I don't think they're going to say, oh, I'm going to use this exact one. I think they kind of kind of flow into the conversation or the process. Okay. So it's a more organic process and, and you need to have the ability to pivot in a kind of agile way as the process unfolds and, and develops. Totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, you also make the really interesting point that you need to know when not to go for the close. So why does that matter? Like what's at stake when you go for the close when it's really when the timing is off? You you have the ability, you know, that we talked about early, right? Is if you do if you go for the close when you shouldn't, it's going to hurt your relationship, right? The customer is going to look at you from a tactical standpoint as a salesperson that is only there for the, just getting the order. You're only there when you need the order. So if you have not earned the right, right, that's when you don't close. Uh, if you have not qualified the opportunity, that's when you don't close. And the other thing is if it just doesn't feel right. Right. And I, I really stress that a lot is that I think I feel like our account managers know the customer best. And if they if, if, if it in your gut doesn't feel right, because, hey, you know, I, I've been pushing these guys for the last two quarters and they've come through for me. I just don't feel right really pushing them to get this order. OK, that's that that right there is important, because if you are constantly doing that, it's going to really hurt your relationship with the customer. The other thing, too, is, you know, that's with a customer with a prospect or a new logo, right? That's a whole new ball game. You've got to really under, make sure that you're handling that in the right way. Cause one, you don't know the process Two, they're new. Your relationship is new. You've got to be careful on those. You know, mm-hmm. you, sometimes you want that first order to flow naturally. And then you work as you develop the relationship to use some of these techniques. So we've covered a lot of ground here. What's the main thing that you want Polycom sellers to take away from our discussion? Uh, you know, so, you know, we went through 10, 10 closing techniques on the, on the call, and hopefully folks that weren't on the call get the chance to listen to the recording. Uh, the first thing is, you know, make sure you qualify an opportunity. That is critical because none of these techniques are valid if you have not qualified the opportunity. Um, the other factor is make sure you've earned the right, and that's part of that qualification. You've got to make sure you've got the relationship, the rapport to use any of these techniques with the customer. That is critical. The other thing, the third, third is, is, is trust your gut, right? And using that. Um, there's a lot of, and, and no one technique is right. As you said earlier, you can pivot from one to the other and leverage those based, in, based on how the situation is going. Don't be scared, scared to ask the tough questions. That is our job, right? We are salespeople. You're paid on it. We're measured on revenue. And it's your job to ask the question, right? But you've got to make sure you ask the question at the right time and in the right situation. So um, I think if you, you know, you take away some of those and qualifying, earning the right, trust your gut, don't be scared to ask for it, pivot from technique to technique, and then hopefully they can use some of these ideas and uh, we can close some more deals. Okay, very good. So how can people reach you if they want to talk about this more? So I challenged the team. I challenged the team on the call yesterday to not just the team that I manage in the West, but the team as a whole. They can send me a note, uh, send me an email, uh, call me on my cell, whatever it is. But I'd love to hear from them if they use any of these techniques over the next couple quarters. It would be really cool to see that, hey, I use this technique and it, used, it worked and we got this business in. So um, they can reach out to me over email or call me on my cell. And we, uh, I'd be loved to talk to any situation with any seller at Polygon. Well, Josh, thanks so much for your time and for sharing your insights with us. Awesome. Thanks for the time. Looking forward to having more of these. That does it for this episode of the Polycom Power Selling Podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, you can do that using whichever podcast app you have on your phone. Just search for Polycom Power Selling Series Podcast and click subscribe. 
Thanks for listening. 